The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. Hello, I'm Carrie Huckabee, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. And on this episode of Lead Tennessee Radio, my guest is a good friend and excellent brand strategist and marketer, Leanne Gore. Her title over at Twin Lakes is Marketing and Sales Manager, and Twin Lakes is one of the largest cooperatives in the country, and their corporate office is located over in Gainesboro, Tennessee. Welcome, Leanne. Thanks for joining. Good morning, Carrie. Thank you for having me. So for those that aren't real familiar with Twin Lakes, tell us a little bit about where you serve and about your network. Sure. So we are a cooperative. We were established in 1951 to serve rural middle Tennessee. We have approximately 35,000 broadband connections, over 100% fiber network. We have about 12,000 of those being gig to multi-gig. So we have gig connections up to 10 gig today. Uh, We are an MBRI Circle of Excellence recipient for customer service efforts. Uh, Last year, uh, we were in the top 6% of national providers for customer service rating. So here at Twin Lakes, customer service is obviously our number one uh, priority. And typically, we run about 98% uh, with customer satisfaction when we measure that. Additionally, we have two partnerships in the state of Tennessee. We've partnered with Volunteer Energy Cooperative. And then, of course, through Trilight uh, in East Tennessee, we've partnered with the Appalachian Electric Cooperative. And both of those efforts work out well. Uh, We're a cooperative assisting another cooperative in some aspects, especially with VEC. We've been working in conjunction with them for now uh, almost 70 years. So, We all have the same goal is to basically serve the unserved uh, with broadband connections in the communities that we all serve together. Outstanding. A lot going on, a lot happening. And with your 100% fiber network, but you have to be proud of that 98% customer satisfaction. Absolutely. Um, It's Jonathan's number one priority here at Twin Lakes. So we take that very seriously as it's, I think it's a culture um, that we all possess here, customer satisfaction. Great. Well, I follow uh, many of our TMBA member companies on social media and, and I always see all the good works. And your company grant program caught my eye. Um, of course, one of the seven cooperative principles is concern for community, and Twin Lake obviously demonstrates that in a lot of ways. I want to ask you about your community grant program that you started, I think you said somewhere around 2020, and what inspired you and your company to focus on supporting and awarding grants to groups within your serving area? We had always been a participant in the FRS uh, grants, and that's through the Foundation of Rural Services. And in 2020, um, of course, when we did those normal FRS grant applications, we sent out those packets. We got got back a larger number uh, than usual of applications. 
And so we realized that there was a need in the communities due to COVID. We saw so many of our local community organizations struggling to make ends meet, keep their doors open. And at the same time, of course, our year had been uh, far from ordinary as well. We obviously uh, were not able to get out into the communities and utilize the marketing dollars that we had budgeted. And so we got together and we made a proposal to repurpose those dollars in conjunction with the ongoing FRS grant opportunities uh, we were providing that year. And uh, our board of directors, they were so gracious. They really supported the idea and still do. And the rest is a little bit history. Uh, We're going on our fourth year. And I think the um, the concern for community that is um, the proof of that is in the increased investment in the communities we serve. So, 2020 we did over seventy thousand dollars in grants. In 2021, uh, the program got a little bit more exposure, and we saw even more need. In 2021, we did over seventy five thousand dollars, and in 2022, that increased to over one hundred thousand dollars. Um, but it's not really just about the grant funding alone, but also the concern for community is in our everyday sponsorships. Uh, but part of that ongoing commitment, we have now provided grant funding to almost 40 organizations, and we have just uh, emailed packets out for our fourth year. So we are excited and continue to receive more applications every year. And there's some really good needs in the community. That's outstanding. That's over $250,000 in the last few years. Who are some of the groups that received the funding that very first year, um, those first recipients? So I don't don't recall the very first uh, recipient to receive because we did, I believe, 17 maybe the first year, Carrie. But we've awarded to our schools, libraries, fire departments, community centers, American Legion, so the Veterans Organization. Um, there's been so many that have been um, recipients of the grant funding. Um, it's amazing how many needs you realize that are really out there uh, when you ask for those, and there sure are a lot of them. Well, you touched on this uh, earlier about awareness of the the recipients in the community and just bringing you know, educating the community, what's out there, who's in need. So do you th- do you think your grants have been helpful in raising that awareness uh, for the nonprofit? And, you know, is it resonating in the community and uh, seeing how important this nonprofit is? You know, Twin Lakes is, is awarding money. How do you see that helping in the community as a whole? Yeah, so absolutely. Twin Lakes is a trusted source in the communities we serve. We have been for over 70 years. I think part of that trust is in the longevity and just being good stewards of the community. I think it not only raises awareness in a way that organizations benefit from, but in a way that our residents in the communities we serve, uh, they also realize those benefits. They realize the resources that are available and within those communities. And then also, I think, kind of you touched on this for the awareness of those nonprofits. And In some instances, uh, that is exactly what they're requesting funding for. So some of it is to utilize um, a graphic designer for website uh, content and and design, or it may be uh, blogs. It could be simple things like that. So 
it's also to them about helping them increase that awareness, just as you pointed out. But it's a little bit more than that. It's, it's awareness for them, but also it's an awareness for the residents of the communities we serve. Indirectly, they're exposed to the resources that are available in their communities, either to use for themselves or to recommend others. Well, I think it's probably the same thing we find here in my hometown is that we have a giving circle called the Power 100 here that started about five years ago. And it's been, you know, it's educational to us that we've lived here our whole life, some of us, and we don't realize all the nonprofits that are out there and the work that they're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, we... uh we do a lot of volunteer work internally. Uh, Twin Lakes allows the employees uh, one day they they do a paid. Uh, it's basically volunteer time in the community. So for us, this helps us also identify some of those organizations that we can assist on another level, just from an individual perspective. So that's been great as well. So it's not just the grant funding, but we also get to step out and work in some of these organizations. Yeah, that's helpful. I know. What are some of the success stories or examples of maybe that you've heard in the community that you awarded a grant and then it made some kind of impact or difference? Do you have do you have one or two of those? Yeah. So, of course, I feel like volunteer uh, fire departments, they're one of those organizations that they are out there. They don't get a lot of funding, but we've awarded several uh, local fire departments. Um, One specific example um, that I think of in fire departments, I was just most recently speaking to uh, someone that was on the board at our local Granville Fire Department. And of course, One of the ways that they benefit, so I I didn't realize this, but every community has an ISO rating, and that is the rating that determines how much people pay for their fire insurance within the communities that they live. Um, Granville, they had a rating of nine, so it's on a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst. So that means that uh, property insurance is a little bit higher, so they've applied for funding that will help them lower the ISO rating in those communities. They've been very successful in doing so. So with the grant funding and other fundraising, they've been able to lower their uh, ISO rating for that community from a nine to a six, which results in about a 10 to 15% uh, reduction in fire insurance rates for the community of Granville. All those living in it, those individuals that have businesses in it. So that's great for uh, economic development. And of course, I don't know if you know a whole lot about Granville, but it resides in uh, Jackson County. It's one of the more distressed counties that we serve. So it's always great to see that have an outward effect on the community. So it's one thing to give to an organization, but it's another thing to see the impact that it has on every individual in those communities we serve, making their lives better. I didn't know that about the ISO rating. Uh, That's interesting. And I mean, that grant certainly has a far-reaching effect on that community. It does. Not just the fire department. And yes, absolutely. And then another great example, I think, is the city of Birdstown. They have done some amazing things. Uh, They were a recipient in 2021. So Twin Lakes awarded grant funding for a projector, screen, speakers, 
a portable freezer, a popcorn machine, and and several other items that they needed to make a free Friday movie night uh, in one of their local parks. And just recently, I was speaking with the recipients, and at their last event, uh, just last month, they hosted over 500 attendees in that small rural community. So you think about how much that brings in local tax dollars, and and they're kind of on the edge of Kentucky. So it's even bringing in uh, some attendees from other communities surrounding them. So it's really benefiting all the communities we serve. But, you know, even if it's not directly benefiting, say, we don't serve any of Kentucky today, but it's bringing local tax dollars and improving the economy in Birdstown. It has to make you proud, right? I mean, to see that kind of uh, impact happening in those grants that that are going out there. I mean, it must make you, Twin Lakes, the board, the employees, step a little higher and hold your head up, you know, uh, a little bit higher too, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And, you know, and we've got a lot of employees here and, you know, they're on volunteer fire departments or... Um, You know, I know the city of Birdstown, one of our employees is part of that function and that program. And she volunteers every Friday that they have the event. And so it's nice. I I think they take some ownership in some of that and in their local communities when they see the organization they work for giving back. So it's a personal commitment and a a company commitment as a cooperative. you know, and again, it all goes back to that concern for community. Yeah. So it certainly seems to be working. And are are there any long-term goals or strategic plans such as maybe expanding the reach of it with other local organizations? Or is it just working perfect like it is? So, I mean, the long-term goal is pretty simple. You know, it's to improve the lives of those we serve. Um, and it, again, that goes back to that principal, um, our CEO, Jonathan West, of course, at every employee meeting, he reminds us, whatever you do, do with all of your might and be the best you can be. And I, I think we'll continue to pour those sentiments into the program as we do everything else here at Twin Lakes. And I think as opportunities come along, we'll absolutely take those opportunities into consideration. But Today, we're extremely happy with the way the program is working. We believe it to be successful as it grows. It'll obviously, it will have some challenges along the way, but we'll manage those as we go because we have seen how successful and beneficial that is in the communities we serve. So if I'm another cooperative, independent, just a listener out there, and I'm interested in developing a grant program to support nonprofits in the communities. Give some tips or some things that you recommend doing or not doing uh, when starting that program. There's some challenges, but the benefits far outweigh those. My advice is to start somewhere. You won't regret it. Um, I know that the amount that we've given uh, seems daunting to some because it is a large amount. And you may say, I don't have that in my budget. But the idea is to start somewhere, whether that is a partnership with FRS. If you're not doing the Foundation of Rural Services grants, um, I recommend that you start there. Uh, That's a great way to get the application process down. You're not reinventing the wheel. 
they were so kind to assist us, even with um, they qualify some of our grants for us just to make sure we're not being partial to those that submit uh, grants. So that's just another level of kind of checks and balances for us. Um, so I recommend that you start somewhere, even if it's there, um, you know, pick a scholarship, pick something in the community, tie yourself to volunteer work, but in some way, uh, give back. But I do recommend that you start somewhere, even if it's small. Um, I think that you will see individuals in your communities reap benefits from those and, uh, you will be encouraged to grow that program. Yeah, even $500 or $250, it's a start somewhere and it, you know, it can help mean a lot to a nonprofit that's looking for funding. And I did uh, wonder how you did qualify and how you chose, because as I mentioned earlier in the Power of 100 here, we have so many nonprofits and it's so hard to choose which one will receive the funding. So FRS helps you with that, right? You said? Yes, they assist us. Uh, what we do is when when applicants actually send us their application packets, uh, we put those into the FRS database, but also at the same time, they're automatically, if they qualify, they're automatically applying for the Twin Lakes Difference Grant. Um, and so those also, once they're qualified by FRS, they actually come back to us. Now, for us, the um, requirements for the grant are just a little bit different. So, where FRS, they do have a preference of technology uh, in their applications and in their grants, but some of that can also be, um, it can be community and some different things, but for Twin Lakes, there has to be an aspect of technology, uh, which, I, as I alluded to some of the others earlier, um, so, you know, some of it is even just access to broadband, right? Not access to broadband, but maybe, example, the volunteer fire department. You know, they actually, in the area that they serve, there is not great cell service. So if something happens and there's some type of catastrophic event, Carrie, they have no cellular service. They need access. They have generators. They can keep everything powered up. And as long as our COs are stable, they can continue to run their broadband in the areas that they serve. Um, so there's, there's different ways. And some of it, I mean, and even that is a great idea. You know, even if it's a broadband connection for those individuals or mm -hmm. nonprofits in the communities that you serve, you know, they're lifelines to the community. Uh, even that is a great benefit. But it has to be an element of technology. So sure. they needed some equipment to make that happen. They needed broadband access. They also wanted to be able to increase their access to the bandwidth that they were already receiving. But as you know, volunteer fire departments, they don't get a lot of funding. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were able to assist them with that. But there has to be some technology perspective in those grants that we award. And then, of course, that ultimately goes to our board of directors for final approval. Um, we do have some requirements on time constraints, meaning um, 
if you have won, if you won last year, you're obviously, you're not going to qualify as a recipient of the grant this year, because what happens is, is you end up awarding a lot of the same organizations. So we want to spread the love a little bit. So we did set up a timeline uh, where recipients, they, they cannot receive grant funding um, two times within a three-year period. Of course, after that third year expires, then they become re-eligible to submit again for grant funding. That makes sense. Uh, makes sense. And uh, I can see that, you know, trying to spread it out um, amongst the nonprofits, because there are so many in all of our communities, for sure. Well, Leanne, if someone is out there listening and wants to reach out to you to get a little more information about your community grant program, how should they do that? They can reach out to me at um, 931-405-3215. That's my direct number. Or feel free to email me at lgore at twinlakes.net. If I'm unavailable, uh, Sydney Birdwell has been the keeper of all things FRS grants, and she's wonderful to work with as well. She can be reached at sbirdwell at twinlakes.net. Fantastic. Well, Twin Lakes is certainly doing a lot of good things, and uh, I appreciate your time this morning. I know you're a busy lady. Well, thank you for having me. My guest has been Leanne Gore, Marketing and Sales Manager at Twin Lakes. You've been listening to Lead Tennessee Radio, produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperative and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband.